listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, October the 28th in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and on Wednesdays, we're taking a look at CFW Walther's lectures on Law and Gospel. Now, he made 25 points, but he did that over 30 evening lectures in 18 18- 1885. We are on the 28th evening lecture that he gave on May the 15th, 1885. And he's getting ready to introduce Thesis 16. And he always has a little introduction uh, to each one. This time, remember, thou shalt have no other gods before me, Martin Luther's meaning of that was we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And a lot of people have trouble with why would we need to fear God? Well, on the one hand, he has the right not to save us because of our sinful condition. But Walter brings in another fear, and he's talking to seminarians who are going to be pastors. He says... Every pastor, in getting ready to write a sermon, should approach this task with fear and trembling. Why? His answer is that he would preach nothing contrary to the word of God. And he makes a point that sometimes a pastor writes a few paragraphs, and he looks at them, and he says, boy, that's really beautiful. That's going to make a good point. He says, don't be fooled because you always need to go back over the text and see, okay, am I really saying what the word of God has to say or is this part of my problem? And and so when he goes through a sermon he encourages the seminarians to draw a thick black line through those sentences that were merely the product of his genius and not of a clear knowledge drawn from the word of God. Now, you would think if pastors have a genius that they're pretty intelligent and they're very able to think of things, that that would be a good sermon. But there are a lot of people who have high degrees of genius and yet do not understand the Bible. I'm listening to a bunch of them on YouTube that are talking about our present political situation. And though I tend to agree with a lot of what they are saying, um, a number of them are atheists, or they sure don't believe the Bible, uh, they believe in evolution, etc. And so when they get into biblical concepts, I don't ignore them. I just recognize that what they're saying is contrary to the Word of God. But they're very, very intelligent. It's kind of interesting. In other words, C.F.W. Walther says, if a pastor makes a mistake while preaching, he must immediately correct himself. Now, Walther did not approve of new pastors 
speaking off the cuff. He reserves that for experienced pastor. And yet, he does make a point later on in the thesis that a pastor who has been writing out his sermons maybe sometimes needs to speak off the cuff because the Holy Spirit might give him a new insight that he didn't have down on type paper. I tend to read my sermons, and that's why I don't really finish them until Saturday afternoon, uh, the day before Sunday. And so, in fact, at the congregations I'm going to, you can go to their website and, and read uh, the sermons that I've been doing since August. A at any rate, he talks about how important false teaching is. It's, it's kind of uh, taking a look at 1 Corinthians 5, 6. Do you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? False teaching is a leaven. Walther prefers to refer to it as a toxin. Okay. I'm told that we've been uh, breaking up. Uh, so we're doing it a different way. What we're talking about is CFW Walther's 16th thesis and that we are not rightly distinguishing law and gospel and the Word of God. If you tell people that you're finally going to be saved when you get rid of certain vices and certain sins. But the Word of God teaches that first we must be justified. First, we must become a different brand of new people. In other words, only then, when we have been declared righteous in God's sight and forgiven, are we able to begin to practice truly good works. C.F.W. Walther gives an analysis of this. Let's say you got a, a big river and it's filled with garbage. Well, how do you get rid of the garbage? Do you dip one bucket after another into the river, expecting to reach the bottom at some point? Of course not. And if you want to dry up a river of sin, you must first stop up its foul source. And the foul source is your unbelief. He talks about rationalists. These are people who use reason to try and figure out the Bible. And for them, genuine repentance is to stop sinning. And they say, God wants for you to stop sinning. This is how you become a true Christian. And C.F.W. Walther refers to that as moralism, where by your morals, you become a Christian. But repentance is sorrow and contrition over your sin. He has a whole bunch of Bible verses to back this up. Remember when Nicodemus approaches Jesus, he says, you know, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. This is in John chapter 3. Jesus slams the door of heaven in Nicodemus' face. 
practically saying to him, I can see you're trying to butter me up with flattery. But with that old mindset of yours, you will not be able to enter heaven. You have to become an entirely new person. You have to be born again. In other words, until you are born again, until you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit, every one of your works in your carnal flesh nature is sinful. Now, how can we understand that? They're sinful because God recognizes a good work more by its motivation than instead by its deed. And so you are not motivated by love of God. You're motivated out of self-interest when you do not yet have faith in Jesus Christ. Matthew 12:33 Jesus says either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit and CFW Walter, Walter says for by nature everyone is a bad tree now in listening to some of these geniuses on YouTube as they're talking about how do people think? Where does your consciousness come from? Uh, some of them talk about that you have a conscious self, and that's your public face before other people. And a lot of people think that's what they're really like. But the public face often attempts to be nice to people, so they'll be nice back to you. They have a different motivation than love of Jesus Christ. In fact, some psychologists talk about the unconscious part of you as a shadow. It has all kinds of thoughts, etc. And when they come to the surface of your consciousness, that can be a very, very bad thing. I, I look at it as the old Adam, because the old Adam is still in a Christian. And so the old Adam can be part of the conscious. Only the works that God produces are good works. Any work a person produced by the power of his reason and natural will is like a plant that will have to be rooted up. God will not recognize it. So, we do not do, as an unbeliever, works out of love for God and neighbor, but only in a mechanical fashion or because you acted in such a way that others would say, look, now there is a Christian. Yet, that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit is yet in him because a lot of times people can pretend to obey the law with good intention, but they really don't have that good intention. They're really doing it out of selfishness. Jeremiah 4.3, thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. Now, here Walter kind of becomes a farmer, and he says, 
When you sow wheat into untilled land, soil that is still covered with brush, it will not yield a worthwhile harvest. In fact, in my driving around 700 miles a week in Illinois to go to four churches these days, we're going by cornfields that are now being harvested. And after they cut down the corn, then they go through the field again and get rid of any other plants that might be weeds, etc. And the ground really looks very nice and smooth, getting ready for the next planting. So that's similar, Walther says, that a person, before they bear fruit, must first be given a new heart in conversion. Remember what David says? Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. 1 Corinthians 13.3 If I give away all I have, and I, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Paul, when he was Saul, said, boy, I, I will match anybody according to the flesh. I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was a Hebrew. I followed the ceremonial laws perfectly. I was really important. Well, the fact is, he says, all that was rubbish because I did not have the proper motivation. What is all important are not the works themselves, but the love from which they proceed. You can't beat Romans 14, verse 23. For whatever does not proceed from faith is a sin. Now, Walter makes a point that there are pastors who get this really mixed up in discipline. Let's say that somebody is an alcoholic and the pastor berates him for becoming drunk and maybe even beating up his wife, etc. And then in four weeks, people tell him that the gentleman has not had a drink and he no longer is beating up his wife. The pastor may jump to the conclusion that shows that he has been saved. No, that may not be true because you really can end up as a unbeliever doing things that are contrary to the will of God. So how do you therefore do works that are proper? You must be born again if you want to do good works. If not, all your works are only a fraud, according to C.F.W. Walter and according to the Bible. Your good works are worthless if you assume that you can use them to work your way to heaven. Now, what happens when somebody becomes a Christian? They suddenly lose the burden of having to do good works in order to be saved. That's a wonderful gift that God gives us. 
you're free from having to do good works in order to be saved. Because the good works can only come about from God's point of view after you are totally saved. So Christianity teaches that for you to do a good work, you really need to become a different person. You need to be born again. Very, very important. And in the new birth, everything becomes God's work. Even Walter says, when I treat myself to a hearty meal, when I eat, when I sleep, I'm doing a good work. Not just when I engage in hard labor. Now, he talks about the monks of Luther's day who thought they were better than others because they were spending their time in religious work. And Walter, of course, says no. They were actually sinning because the person who is not born again is evil. But if a monk in a cloister ends up becoming a Christian, even all his activities then become a proper point of his calling by God. The point is that in order to do good works, a person must be born again because an unbelieving sinner cannot help but produce more sinners. It's very interesting when you look at, you know, trees and fruit that follow. It is evident that fruit does not bear the tree and that the tree does not grow on the fruit. Rather, the reverse is true. Trees bear fruit, and fruit grows on trees. What's the point he's making? Well, it's evident that your good works do not bear you, do not result in your becoming a Christian. But first, you become a Christian, and then fruit follows. Really, really important. So, no work produces a master corresponding to it, but as is the master, so is the work. For example, someone builds a good-looking house. That doesn't make him a good or a bad carpenter. It's rather a good or bad carpenter builds a good or bad house. So since works do not turn people into believers, they do not make them godly either. What makes them godly is faith, which makes people godly, and that likewise produces good works. And that concludes the 28th evening lecture by C.F.W. Walther. We'll continue with the 29th next Wednesday. And on tomorrow's Law and Gospel with Wes Reimnitz, we'll be talking about a subject that may be of interest to all of you, uh, particularly as we're nearing the election next week for senators, Congress, etc. I'm Tom Baker. 
Thanks for listening to Law and Gospel. Join us tomorrow. Till then, God bless Listen you. To Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.